0: Welcome to the Pro Wrestling for You podcast. Snap, Crackle, and Cheap Pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine.
1: Ladies and gents, it's Mr. Charles Kelsey. Kals, how the devil are you doing? Oh,
0: I'm not too bad, Phil. How are you?
1: I am not too shabby at all. You know, kind of starving off the boredom of a non-wrestling world, but we're all doing what we can, so I can't
0: really uh can't really fault it. Yeah, it's just it's horrible. It's I, like at the start of last year I was like Doing 12 shows I thought, the most of done For a long time And then it went from 12 To none
1: Yeah I mean Like How long have you been In this business for now?
0: Oh, here we go uh, So I started training in 2008 Had a few rumbles But didn't class that As my actual Official debut Yeah By 2012 I actually like Finally Claimed myself as a Pro wrestler I Was actually working On regular shows I mean, I,
1: at the minute, I'm, I'm looking at in, working in a supermarket just kind of like tied me over and trying to explain to people that aren't in professional wrestling the crap we have to go through as performers. I mean, five of us sat in a Fiat Punto going to the arse end of Nowhere um, um, with like your bag on your lap and people's Tupperware foods stinking the car out and protein farts going all around the car to go earn a little bit of money, not really enough money for all the effort and time and blood sweat put in and we absolutely love it and I can't explain that to somebody with a straight face because they don't get it so well it sounds bloody horrible but it isn't it's it's bloody wonderful but I don't know how to kind of like translate that to people that aren't in this business it's a very weird
0: one to get across to people yeah, it's a weird one, because, of course, we're used to it, you know, like, the long car trips, especially with Matt Burns, who drives about 10 miles an hour, and is slow, <laughs> and then he moans, and tells his cute my stories over and over again, or you're in a car with someone else, and they won't stop farting, you're like, oh, but you, I miss it, in a way, because, at the end of the day, I was used to seeing them, and now I'm not seeing them all.
1: Well, yeah, so, like, so... Yeah, you know, We work all week, five days, just on, on a Friday night, Saturday night, maybe Sunday afternoon. We can go out and live our dream in front of a couple hundred fans. We can go be someone else for the weekend. And I think kind of that's why we all do it. You know, and that's why we enjoy it so much that we suffer for five days of the week to go and enjoy two days a week to try to be
0: you know, someone else and go have some fun, go entertain some people. Mm-hmm. because at the end of the day when you're in front of a crowd you're not you anymore, you're the character like me as Charles Kelsey I don't have to worry about the real life stuff like the wife or the kids or money it's just the world of that crowd and then I'm not endorsing that, I'm literally just thinking about what I'm doing at that moment and I'm not me so it's just that nice escape from reality but as we all know a lot of wrestlers can't escape that reality but it's understandable why they can't
1: yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think I can put it better than that. I mean, someone asked me what it's like when you need the other side of the curtain waiting to come out. And I said, like, you're the most nervous you'll ever be. I, mean, obviously, I know you've had kids, so I'm sure that's made you nervous and stuff. Obviously, I've not got kids, so I don't know. But it's different. just, yeah, it's just you're nervous. You need another wee, even though you've had to like six often before you've gone to the curtain. But the second you touch that curtain to go through it, you become kind of invincible yeah you, you don't mm. care about mortgages and you know all this other stuff that's going on you just want to go out and have a laugh and uh kind of play around with the fans a little bit and kind of give them a bit of banter wait for them to give you some banter and yeah it's a strange old world but like, i wouldn't change it for like all the all the love in the world it's superb but it's just not necessarily understood by everyone why we do
0: it no especially when they throw the word fake around right? it's like well you tell me when it's fake when I have a concussion and I have to go home to the wife and the kids and I don't remember my own name or when we've like t- took a bump and we've hit that ground hard and our backs are sore or our arms are sore or anything else. And they go, oh, it's fake. It's like, oh yeah, you know, this big red, red handprint on my chest isn't, it's fake. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> Five days later after your match, I know the handprint's still here but it's definitely fake. I'm- yeah, I've drawn it yeah. on. I mean, I- I'm kind of, at peace whenever people want to say it's fake. I don't I used to get triggered when you kind of get triggered when you were a kid, you know, because um you know grown-ups will say, huh, that wrestling stuff, you do know it's fake. So, like, well, so what? Like I now I don't care, but I, I can understand you when I was a kid, people would say it and I go, Oh, well, how about this? And I try to kick him in the nuts or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm fairly at ease with people want to call it fake. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll tell you what, I've got a show in two weeks. Come along, I'll pay. For your tickets, if you don't genuinely enjoy yourself, you don't owe me anything. If you do enjoy yourself, and I see you enjoying yourself, you owe me the money for the ticket. So it's kind of not necessarily getting triggered, but it's meeting them halfway and saying, look, it, it's yeah. so wide, it doesn't
0: matter. It's the fact of when they, they can say what they want at the end, they are taught talk to their opinion, even though I know it's not a correct one because I don't feel it's fake. At the end of the day, yeah, the story's about it, but when I put my body on the line, then it's definitely not fake then, but at the end of the day, wait, if you give me those five minutes or ten minutes, I'll make sure that you you, know, you believe up a way, so.
1: I mean, so if, if you don't mind me asking, if this isn't a rude question, like how old are you now?
0: 31.
1: 31. So I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess you've been a sort of wrestling fan since quite a young age? Since I watched... WrestleMania 7 two. Bloody hell. So, when we have got a proper, bona fide, long term fan on our hands. Now, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not, like, I ask, I try and ask this to every performer I speak to say, so, well, so you're watching it, you're a fan, you're contemplating what it would be like, but what was it that made you take that next step to? Because some people just want to be fans, some people just want to watch it, talk about it on forums, wear the belts, wear the t shirts. And that's cool. That's, that's what they want to do. But what was it about wrestling that you said, I want to take that next step? I want to see what it takes to be a performer?
0: Watching Hulk Hogan do his poses and being larger than life and thinking, I want to do that. I want to feel that experience. Hmm. I just always enjoyed it. I was like, you know, what? I want to do this one day. Always written like my books going, oh, I'll be a pro wrestler. The typical like wrestler story going, oh, I'll be a pro wrestler when I'm this age, I want to be WWE champion, yada, yada, but it's always been, I've always wanted to do, do this, because it's just entertainment, I've loved it.
1: I mean, like, have you ever had, like, any instances where, like, say you you're growing up in high school, you say to you your guidance counsellor, or whatever, whatever the, the term is, so, so what do you want to do when you leave school? I want to be, be a pro wrestler, and they give you that look of, right, I'm not mm-hmm. I I think probably most of us did. Like, I remember saying I wanted to be – we had, like, three options for um, work experience in high school. So, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to either dig up dinosaurs, obviously, a pro wrestler or a barber. And they said, well, okay, we'll do something with the barbering. Because they had had no ideas how to handle anyone that wanted to be – a pro wrestler because there was a bit of a resurgence in you know, wrestling 99 to, to you know, 2000 when yeah. I was in high school and because yeah, it, it, WWF at the time was on channel four mm-hmm. so we could all watch it and what I'm sure lots of us said yeah I want to be a pro wrestler and they said yeah you, you're going to go work at McDonald's or some car garage or some shit like that.
0: I remember saying it to the council at the time and they laughed in my face went you're not being a wrestler there's no scores around here no one likes it even though i'm 15 16 at times so it's a bit like hang on i know a lot of people who do but anyway and then i think they watched me about a couple of years ago in Gornal, and then yeah. i was like i went up to grade and now is now do you believe me because i'll never forget it never forget it and i was like now you'll believe me because now you've watched me here in the flesh my spandex and leather boots what are you gonna say now
1: I'm I'm so sorry, and I'm going to lose like man points when I say this. But I've got an older sister. I had to watch whatever movies she put on. But that's like almost like Pretty Woman, where she goes back into that bloody shop when she's all done up and looking expensive. And you're like, recognize me now, bitch?
0: Yeah, recognize
1: me now. Yes. That's amazing. I've never thought about comparing you to Pretty Woman, Julie Roberts. But you know what? From now on, dude, we're going to play Pretty Woman as your entrance music. And it's gonna be mine and your little joke, it'll be fantastic.
0: But yeah, then Matt Burns will get all jealous, though. So I don't think we should do that because you know how like, sensitive he gets. He's he still is a yeah. spotlight, even though he's a
1: powerhouse. <laughs> I mean, he is, he is a sensitive soul, but he is he's a good egg. He's a good egg. He is. Now, um, for anyone that, that might be sort of heaving you for the first time, because yeah, we have some, um, we're looking at this sort of stats yesterday or the day before, figuring out where all our listeners. Um, are listening to us America. from spot, and we've got like, you know, a third of our percentages are from America so they probably don't know my Stoke accent, they probably don't know your accent but for any Brits listening that might not be um, as aware about you, you're not a Stokey but you are living kind of in Stoke you are no, so... a Stokey
0: Yeah so I'm technically a Dudley boy an actual Ten. Dudley boy you know born and bred there in the black country you know, i good old chain on that flag of red, black and white. Well, I live in Newcastle, near where you work.
1: I mean, I, I love the idea of you being an, like an actual Dudley boy, because, I mean, you do have a passing resemblance to a young Bubba Ray Dudley. Would that, would that be
0: fair? No, if, tell me, if I start talking like this, would that help you there, Phil?
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, hide the accent.
1: See, I, for our, like, American friends that are, are only aware of the London accents because they've only watched it on Friends and Frasier and all this sort of stuff, we are, we are giving them an education today. We are giving them an actual tour around the UK of different, uh, different accents.
0: Oh, yes. That's definitely. like. Well, I talked to one of my um, long friend from there, and he was like, oh, you sound like a stokey? I'm like, well, no, because I don't sound like a at all. I sound like, just from there, Just I don't have the accent as much. I can put it on. Perfectly. I just don't need everyone to go, what is he saying? Because it's like very slow and like you don't sound empathetic or anything. But that's just that, that accent. It's always... I mean, like, oh.
1: you, yeah, you, you have definitely, since I've kind of like known you, you have kind of, you're stepping up your sort of stoky accent bits at a time. It's very, it's a bit of a slow feed. But <laughs> you can definitely tell certain words that you're saying. I'm like, ah, it's not, it's not
0: even, like a proper Midlander. It's more of a stokey. It's when I start screaming. Then... It, it comes out. <laughs> uh, if okay. People go, it's Yao. it's like it's you, not yow I'm not too sure how
1: to tell you that. When I start screaming I sound more
0: Stokey. I dunno I don't know. I don't know. Um It's one of those things. At the end of the day, the people know Stokey sorry, not Stokey, Stoke has good old oatcakes. Yeah. Robbie Williams. Everyone knows Duddy has like good old like the miners back in the day and the the lovely accent and or some of our talent that come from there, like good old Spud, aka Mr. Maverick now, Drake Maverick. Of course, of course.
1: Uh, I mean, I think like one, of the sort of um, whatever we we, we we get like a lot of talent from uh, Nottingham and uh, like so Liverpool, other places like that. And they, as soon as I say Facebook, that's just that sets them off. That seems to be like the stoky word that people go Facebook mate, I'm a proper stokey mokey. It's like what?
0: Now, So this is what I realised with the wife. So if you go book, Luke, Kook, or anything else that that 'cause ook in it, then you sound more like a Stokey then because of the mm-hmm. I like Facebook. Yeah. Or what do you fancy cook what do you fancy cooking today? It's just that. That that's where you know you're from Stoke, we have that ping there. Like, okay, yeah, I know where you're from. <laughs>
1: But you're getting there. I'm noticing a few words. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with your sort of stoky progress. But saying that, Matt, yeah, your tag team partner, Matt Burns, doesn't really have a stoky accent.
0: Debatable. I'm going to say debatable on that, my friend. Uh, uh, okay, fair enough.
1: Like That's never occurred to me before. <laughs> like he's, he's done like an episode of this, and I've been around him since 2007, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never occurred to me that he's never really got a proper
0: stokey accent. Depends on the situation when, when he gets going, like just like when he's just blabbing on about something that he really adores or his newest hobby, then you start hearing it so much.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, if, if I was right, I'm going to put you on the spot.
1: I don't mean to chuck you under the bus, but I mm. want to see if me and you are thinking along the same lines. So, if you were to ask Matt Burns for his wrestling story, like give us a wrestling story, which, oh, no, story, which story is he likely to tell?
0: When I was making my debut, I didn't know the name. We took over 14 <laughs> names and then went to Keith Mine to Keith Mine. I went, Why don't you be Matt Burns? And that's where the name came from. He gave me my name. Oh my God.
1: This is like some Devin Brown, Davy Copperfield <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, Ladies and Gents, I promise we've not rehearsed that. We'd, I didn't say, Yeah, make sure you say this when I ask this question. But Matt Burns is famous for telling that story. And it's, yeah, if, if, if you know him, you can almost. Do that impression of Matt Burns and it's it's pretty spot on. Even if you're from Dudley, even if you're from Stoke, whatever the case may be, you'll be able to do that Matt Burns impression.
0: Perfectly.
1: (laughs) Just do it one time, you're doing it perfect then. Oh, oh, thank you so much for that. Like if that would have gone wrong, we probably would have to like edit that bit out because it'll make you look a bit more stupid. But um, no, definitely
0: that that. you at least hear it about four times a month.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's through a text. A uh, message,
0: WhatsApp, something. On, he'll find. He'll
1: find a way. It's
0: yeah, he'll, he'll he will. He will find a way to promote that that. Wrestling shows, him to talk to fans, him to go on and babble. You always hear it, so it's. I think that's it, I think his go-to.
1: He, yeah, he needs that
0: on a T-shirt, perhaps.
1: Like, do you want to know why well, my name's? Matt Burns. Dot dot dot. And then on the back, it kind of she like goes like it, that, right. that, that, that lengthy explanation, maybe. Yeah, you they know? they are. They are um, uh, Matt Burns we've got you some merch there you are sir don't do some merch haul don't do that oh god I do apologise I do apologise but I'm going to have to ask so did you move here for the missus or yes. were you here? In... oh ok I mean it's, it's obviously going well you're married you've got kids Mm-hmm. so obviously it was the right it was the right decision for you did you, did you not mind kind of leaving Dudley behind
0: yeah so at the end of the day I was making a little progress in around that area because there's like so many companies around there. And yeah, I wasn't in the right headspace at that time. And I met the wife, was, was dating and seeing each other. Then we had the baby, had a baby. And I was like, you know what, let's just make the change. And then I've not gre- regretted it at the end. Of the day, I'm happy I've had more shows than ever. So I can't really complain. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I,
1: um, obviously, we've met your message. Awesome, awesome mm-hmm. lady. You got awesome, you know, awesome kids. Um, I think just from a wrestling perspective, as you said, Dudley, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, uh, Coventry, that kind of you know, heart <laughs> of the middle and central. its one point, I, I think I lost track of how many promotions were doing shows. I mean, they were kind of almost standing on each other's toes at some point. And I'd yes, imagine that that would feel a bit uncomfortable um, for, for some talent and, and for some uh, promoters. But to say okay i'm I'm going to move away completely to Stoke, where there's you know a, a smattering of promotions nowhere near the amount that there is in uh, you know, Dudley and Birmingham that kind of area um but I think you can you can almost like bet on yourself a little bit because you're now improving the British wrestling scene by being in Stoke, you're helping to grow it more promotions are coming on board, more promotions are coming into Stoke that you're getting mm-hmm. on board, with. so even if it kind of felt a bit risky at the time, I, I'd say it's paid
0: off. The best way to put this is when I was around in the Dudley area, as much as I love being from there, say, you know, off of Dudley and stuff, and putting it on the accent, when you've got six companies in Wolverhampton, 14 in Birmingham, four in Dudley, seven in Walsall, Coffrey's got three. And no matter what, one of them's not going to like the other one. It, it got bad, so I just made a decision i make come to Stoke at the end of the day, there might not be as many companies in Stoke but then I can work on my craft, which I've done, and it's paid off
1: I mean, maybe it's um, like, a, like a, a quality rather than quantity scenario perhaps as well, so if the pressure's off a little bit because there's not companies competing and maybe backstabbing each other a little bit, would, would that oh, yes. be kind of, yeah it's, it's going to happen, it's, let's call it what it is I mean, mm-hmm. we do treat professional wrestling, for anyone that's not in this business, professional wrestling is kind of like almost like a being in the Mafia, we've all got our own turf, if you're coming into my turf, you need to let me know if I'm going into yours, I might let you know I might not, because I think I'm bigger than you kind of vibe to it, it's a very weird business to be in, uh, from, from that sort of perspective, but it's, it's just one of them things. I've got my area, they've got their area. Don't come into mine, I won't come into
0: yours. That's fine. Evidently. Now, I've got a story about this actually that involves you. About oh, this kind shit. Of things. So, what happened was back in 2013, Slam West would go to Magley I already come to yeah. a couple of your shows, but he didn't know who I was. And he put a statement up on Facebook about, you know, at the end of the day, you've got every right to because it's your area. Megley's right next to Silverdale near enough and you were like you know no one's told me and then we had a slight argument about it then i tried to ask you to go on your shows and he was like nope 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 and then that just made me think i was like hang on i recognize that story i mean like i
1: mean i've got to eat a little bit of humble pie here now because in 2000 and i'm gonna say 17 I think that might be right. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, could be 18, but 70, 2017, 2018. We actually ran a pro wrestling Fuse show at that Maidley venue that Slam ran uh, the show at. And mm-hmm. we did, I'll, I'll be honest, we didn't draw shit. We drew about 40 people, 50 people. Um, We had the likes of Big T on the show. We had Zaya Brookside, Sean Custom. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of, especially Zaya Brookside. I mean, she was about to go into the. Uh, uh, May Young tournament, so yeah, we, we, we kind of lost our arse on, on that one a little bit but, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of humble pie
0: we, we, didn't, we didn't draw in that venue which is a shame because it's a gorgeous venue but... Really nice venue, especially backstage, nice and, nice and uh, roomy I, I, See,
1: now I've got to ask this because um, did you have the same changing room that we did where the, there was windows without any kind of curtains, blinds, anything like that? I was
0: there when they had blinds
1: Ah, So it must, must have been a different room, because when we ran that uh, venue, the changing room they gave us, it was like a lovely little space with two little sort of uh, rooms within a room. but there was no curtains, no blinds, or anything on the window. So you've got 20 wrestlers all getting changed in front of the fans walking in, and obviously there wasn't that many fans it said there's about 50, 60 people, maybe tops. I'm, I'm sure we gave away a couple of comp tickets, so. Maybe fifty paid, fifty five paid, something like that. But yeah, the, the change room was just wide open. People were walking past and waving at wrestlers with their bits out. And yeah, um, I do remember that slam show you talked about. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have been living there at the time, but my dad is kind of like he lived in Silverdale all his life, mm-hmm. and he had like a leaflet through the post. Um. Like you, know, people go door to door and all this sort of thing, and I don't know. I think it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I thought, well, I get it. It's in Maidley, that's far enough away. Like now, it wouldn't overly bother me because we've got. I, don't, I, need to, I need to think our phrases properly, but we know what we do really well. Person for you can pull up a poster. Mm-hmm. We don't have to announce a match, and fifty tickets will be sold, and that's like a quarter of the venue because we try and aim for about two hundred. Mm-hmm. and then we work for the other 100. People. So it wouldn't overly bother me too much now, but what was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. So we'd have been, you know, the company would have been two years old, three years old, we'd have only just been done two shows in Silverdale, three shows in Silverdale, so we've not really made it, made it our home just yet, and there's posters all around Silverdale for that Maidly show. Yes. And, it didn't bother me the
0: show being in Maybelline it bothered me the posters being all around Silverdale but as you said before it's like the mafia thing at the end of the day that's, Stoke was always seen to as like progressive for you and like maybe one or two other companies, That, but that's it though at the end of the day it's completely understandable that as you said before it's like a mafia thing going oh you're coming to my territory, it's like if someone said oh I'm coming into Stoke you like okay that's not a problem because I know what you're like but then the Dave, you've not been told. You just see about a thousand posters and know how what they did back then, and like yeah. leap it through the door, and they they going, hang on," and then you got some like big old oak tree having a having a moment, thinking, "Hang on, who's this? Who's this guy? Come on, go away."
1: <laughs> I mean, again, like, I'm not trying to like shit on any promotions. That's not kind of what we do with the podcast. But no. I know uh, Southside Wrestling came and did one show instead. Did, yeah, didn't draw. Um, from what I can tell, uh, PCW have done one or two shows, in uh, I guess Fusion Nightclub and Jumping Jacks Nightclub didn't draw, and I knew that firsthand because I was there, and there's about 20, 30 people. Um, I, I kind of feel like I've got a good ear for what the Stokey crowd would want. We don't always get it right, I mean, no one's perfect, but I don't like it when other promotions come into the, this part of the world. And don't necessarily know what Stokey fans like, they come in, do one show, then they bugger off. Cause it kind of feels a bit one night stand-esque when we're here chipping away, show in, show out, month in, month
0: out, year in, year out. Yeah. It's it's weird because that as you mentioned, it's just when someone comes in only does one show a year, and then they'll go back, or maybe like maybe six months that's still- old. Technically, another company trying to try and take your fans away, thinking that they know what your fans want. Yeah. Of course, when your fans go back to Pro Wrestling they're like, "Hang on, this is a lot different from, like, let's say, the Slam Wrestling or other wrestling companies. It's, it's not the same, especially like how you advertise it as well. Because a lot of people, it's so, but I've noticed they don't mind the posters, but they look on the groups a lot more. Yeah. So it's just, it's just how you approach it, like you approach it like brilliantly after a minute, like you know, you put, you know where you are. You get your posters in like very office places, but then you advertise it ma- majorly on like your newspapers, your radio shows. Everything is always there, so it's not always in your face. Technically, at least you can hear it, or uh, some way or another. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean that again. While 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 I'm shitting on myself, I'm i to I'm gonna point this one out. We we did have one um one advert in the Sentinel newspaper, so it's going all over Staffordshire. Um, <laughs> We had like a quarter, I think it's about a quarter page advert in the Sentinel for one year, maybe 2017, 2018, somewhere in that kind of gap. It cost us about 650 quid for a quarter page in the Sentinel. Just, um, it was one advert. They did put some of our sort of posters on their online stuff through their online network and things like that. But for 650 quid for one advertisement, in the sentinel and it didn't affect things one iota
0: i'd probably say that was a bit of a a bit of a fuck up on my behalf it's a trial and error thing isn't it at the end of the day you always think that newspapers because the end of the day everyone's gonna buy sent a lot of people buy sentinels you know on the way to work or or anything like that it's still good have, it's still good thing if it, if it's thinking because if you think oh everyone looks at the sports section or like the advertisement section your thing's got a court page there
1: I mean, I, I felt okay about it until I realized that uh, if you go into you know, Newcastle, underlying town centre, across from the bus station, which obviously heavy, heavy footfall where the bus station is, there mm-hmm. are three huge um, billboards uh, yeah, attached to the, the sort of across the road from the bus station. And for an entire month to have a poster on a billboard, it was between three and 500 quid. For an entire month, Compared to one advert in a, in a newspaper, had I known that at the time, we'd have gone with the fucking, with the billboard, because mm. that's a month of very heavy footfall at the Buzz station. Um, but again, live and learn. Um,
0: you don't know unless you try, so. Try now, as you said, but at the end of the day, you know better now, and you've yes. come up to the other side of it with a lot of your shows nearly selling out or they are sold out.
1: Yeah, so. we've well, we had we a few misses, so that Maidley show was a bit of a miss but yeah we we're, were not doing too shabby um i've got to ask you like know, you did bring it up um so when would have been the first time i'd have actually met you
0: i went to your show about, and you said hi to me in 2012 jesus christ mm-hmm. because it's right before the wife got pregnant and i wanted to see a show so i went there you said hi to me i can't remember the card no I wouldn't
1: be able to tell you either I've got no fucking clue I think Gibson um, was it Zach Gibson was on the show I think it was yeah if it was um, Zach Gibson and I don't know if I dare say this name at this point in time but Mexican guy yeah Mexican Mexican guy Um, that would have been the first Silverdale show uh, Mm Silverdale showdown one February 2012 Mm mm-hmm if I've got that right. Fucking hats off to me. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that because it's getting That's off almost a decade ago. But yeah, I'm pretty certain that was right. Um, February two thousand twelve. Yeah, it seems seems to, to sort of gel. Like I, I, I that, just, that sounds bad because I I don't remember it at all. Um, show days manic. Um, people come up say hello. I've, I've had pictures with people that I don't. No. no, um, not too long ago, obviously before lockdown, all that sort of thing, I'm walking around BM down Trent Vale with, with my mate, and some guy came up, knew everything about me, not in a stalker way, like he didn't know like me, and say, <laughs> it's our leg measurements, but he knew all about pro- well, yeah, he knew all about pro wrestling for you, he knew all about me, he could tell you more about me than I could, and I didn't have the presence of mind to kind of fake it. I was like, I don't know who you are, mate. And he kept telling me more and more and more. I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know who this dude is." I'm, like, I'm so sorry, but I, 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 I don't know
0: you. I proper strobed him off. I'm i felt so shit. But it, it's a bit hard when they tell you more than you realise. You're like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's this all about?" Oh. Yeah, I mean, because he was there with, there
1: with his wife, with his girlfriend, whoever it was, and he's kind of like getting more excited oh it's phil it's the rest of the guys the person few you guys blotted this that the other and i just had a blank expression all right cool i, I don't remember you i'm so sorry oh you do, you do you do you do my mate such and such and his cousin such and. no we do no. we had that night out one time no you do we went for tattoos together no
0: not got a clue not got a fucking clue yeah, that, those were the best ones. Be like, oh, I'm, I'm this guy's cousin. And you're like, I don't know who you're on about. Sorry. You dig yourself a hole, which I don't know what you're digging for. Just stop it, please. please. I mean, like at, at that point, the guy should just see how far he could go. Remember, remember, I gave you a kidney. What? Fucking hell. And you, like, I bet you remember then, you're like, oh, yeah. No, don't. Still no. No. You should have done that to him. But I think the worst stop. one I've had is when I was getting a train to a show. And the ticket guy come up, and he called me the C-word in front of about 40 people on the train. I mean, it like, the, the, the bad C-word? The bad C-word. Oh! Wow. He said, you are a horrible C-word. You need to fucking die. And I hate you. And I was like... <laughs> <gasps> That's amazing. I mean...
1: I mean, did you get any compensation from? Was it Virgin Trains, cross cross
0: country trains, whatever it was? It was West Midlands at the time. No, it, yeah, it was London's trains, and I laughed in his face, and I had to get off at the next stop anyway. I was just laughing and going prophetic. This is when I was in the, the good old before the, the Doctor King and everything. and the winner. <laughs> just uh, it was just one of those moves. I was like, I was tanned. I smelled like biscuits. I didn't care. I just, I was tired. I didn't want to. I didn't care.
1: I mean, like for the people around you that would have been on the train hearing that, I mean, you'd have made their day. They'd have gone home and told
0: so many people that story. If your name's Chris Drew, you'll you tell my story anyway. So good old, good old little Chris Drew.
1: Uh, I've got like a little bit about Chris Drew later on, which I'm going to. I've got many things about that boy, so don't worry. That's cool, that's cool so give me a little bit of an overview of this evolution of uh, Charles Kelsey so at what point did you kind of when did you bring in the cape I've got to ask it
0: because the cape is fucking beautiful right so I was the big deal first when I was at a company in Warsaw then before my son was born I looked at my wife and said I'm going to call myself Charles Kelsey she looked at me really I was like tough call myself Charles Kelsey. I was wearing a shirt at the time. And then I stopped wearing the shirt. then about just after the little one was born. Because I'm a big fan of the, the Naruto um, anime. And this, that, like something called the Akazuki clan. And they're like a bunch of rogues. And I saw it and I thought, you know what? I've not worn it in ages. I'm going to wear it as a, a coat at first. I think it was last 2019. I thought, you know what? My arms aren't fitting in it with the big, these big old elbow pads on. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to make it as a cape now, and then the rest is history.
1: I mean, there's not many people that, that can pull off a cape. I mean, there's you and this sexy Kev, and I can't think of anyone else to put in that list. So it's a party of two, and you both pull it off really, One, really well.
0: Like, one's got a six-pack, and one's got a big belly, so it's not too bad. I'll take that compliment. Well,
1: I'm, I'm sure you've got <laughs> some attributes that Kev goes, you know what, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have your height. Oh, a lot of people love to have my height. I mean, I um, the last so the penultimate show that you did for me, at uh, for you on the rocks, I think it was. Um, I had some friends that had never been to a show before, obviously before Rowan had kicked in and got rid of all wrestling. But it's your drop kicks that people come away talking about because you mean you are a sizeable chap. You are about what mm-hmm. six, six four, six five, perhaps Six four, six five My boots on. 6 Six five eight boots. I mean, and yeah, you're a you're a stocky lad. I'm, yes.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm picking you my words carefully. It's, it's okay. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, no, not because like if if you were, I'd probably just say it because I think we know each other well enough now. I could probably say it. Yeah. But you, you, it's like evenly distributed. So you're a big, big guy. You're like a fucking vending machine with spandex. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like where you see certain like American footballers, you just you know that they're big and they're gonna weigh a lot, but it's it's not, doesn't look like it's a big bally hanging out, you're just a yeah. big, stocky fucking hoss of a man, you know? And we mm-hmm. came away from the On The Rocks show, and a couple of people kind of collared me, they'd never been to a Pro For You show before, And while we're taking the ring down, we're paying people, and, you know, doing all all the shit you do after the show. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to just talk about everything at a mile a minute. They were the person that said pro wrestling for you is like the Monty Python of pro wrestling, um, because we were kind of like a bit of a freak show, but it just kind of works, which I quite liked. And they didn't have your name down. They couldn't name you, but they described you extremely well and said, his fucking drop kicks are absolutely outstanding. I was like, I know, mate. I, I, I get it. I get it.
0: I have not hit a drop kick like that in about three years. What's, what's kind of like made that change? How can I put this in the nicest way? So, as you know me, in a lot of other companies, I'm not the jolly boy. Of course. I am the the of King, Charles Kelsey, blah, 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 blah. It was it like it just it was something I haven't done in a while. But you know what, it's progress you. I got the Myats. I don't like them. They're bold. The fans don't like them. <laughs> so you know what, let's give them, Let's do something I've done in a while. There's a lot of stuff I did like I did that night, which I've not done in a while. So it was just nice to do it. And just, but you know what, in the end, of the day, I'm six four. I weigh close to three hundred pounds. Let's let's just give them a show. Yeah, I mean, like one thing
1: we we kind of considered obviously we knew we were going to have you on on the person pressing, for you, uh, the pressing for you show at some point but we didn't know when it was going to be because so I think timing plays more of a part in wrestling than anything else you know sometimes you can rush people in mm-hmm. it doesn't quite work you bring people in on a, on a show where there's not like an interactive audience it kind of kills it off timing does play a big part so we knew you were going to be on the show at some point mm-hmm. um, but well, we managed to find a space on our, our like, Oscar Mania 2 show. And yes. you, you got to make, you know, make your debut. And, again, like, I'm, I'm trying to not kill your gimmick off here because the Dosser King is absolutely superb. But every single person I spoke to, including uh, Boris that runs TGW up north, you know, he, he was mm-hmm. there on an promotional show, everyone else came away that had never met you saying, he's bloody lovely. I'm, I'm trying to not kill your gimme because I know you you wanna remain a big, no. strong, angry guy, but that is one thing that when people talk about you they go, Yeah, Carls is he's, he's fucking lovely. He's a he's a,
0: a proper professional kind of guy. Even as a Dosser king, I'm so professional at the end dates. As everyone likes to say, I will treat you the way, the same way that I like to be treated. So if I want if I wanna be respected, then I'll you with respect and there's no harm in saying please and thank you. Like a lot, of, a lot of wrestlers I, I know don't like doing that. Like their yeah. egos get in the way, and it's horrible. But there's no harm in going please or thank you or just talking to somebody, even if you don't want to talk to them. Take it twenty seconds to go. Oh hi, blah blah, thanks, bye. It's, that's not a problem. Yeah. E- even as like me as a Duster King, It's still the same thing. As, like then, like cause I remember I saw you for the first time in ages at uh, UKWA, where yeah. I was against. DDV and drill yeah well big drill until recently
1: I know that, that's ridiculous like how am I gonna sell that now drills fucking ruined it for me
0: now nah, yes. he's lucky he's still got the game so it's okay the drill will do still do drill so he's just got bulk yeah. up again as an eagle in muscle wise not not fat wise he's, he's done really well to lose all that weight
1: yeah I mean he, he is looking absolutely super I've got to give him so much credit mm-hmm um, little, little tidbit for you. If, you if you didn't catch the drill episode of this podcast, Drill's original wrestling name, because he's meant to be like a white hooligan football fuck. Yes. He's going to be called Dwight Power. Oh, dear. Fuck. Like, oh my, I can't, I can't think of anything worse unless you're just going to be called the, the fuck cunt fist or something like Dwight Power? Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's that's up there on the Mount Rushmore of worst wrestling names possible. Have you ever
0: heard about the um, the Percocles? Oh, how could I put it? It's the M word taker in what? America. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> they advertise them with that name as well in a PG show. Oh my God! Um, and they did it for like three shows and I was like, listen, you've got a racist word there, throw yourself <laughs> something else or you go in jail. It was, like, it was like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Oh
1: my God. I mean, uh, like I, I don't know the timestamp on this, but as we're kind of talking about it, being a promoter, I get messages, um, Kind of sometimes it's quite frequently, sometimes it isn't. Obviously at the minute it's pretty much dead. But we get emails from kind of all over the world saying, hi, I'm a, mm-hmm. um, such, such and such a wrestler. Um, I'm either heading to the UK or can you fly me into the UK, depending on you know, how rich do you think we are. Cheeky bastards. And some are cool. Like some are now in Impact Wrestling. Some are now in AEW. Those kind of names. And that's, yeah. always, that's always cool to speak to these people. Now, the worst one I ever, ever had, it was, do you remember Daffy from Little Britain? Yes. Um, it was kind of like that. He was an American um, s yes. and baby
0: that she'd come out in like a light. You mentioned night. this. You mentioned yeah. this when you did the episode with Matt Burns, and I was listening, going, "Yeah." Because you said, "Kelsey's not like this," but this guy from America, I was, I was listening, going, yep. "What is this? Bad baby bitch?
1: Like what?" I, I don't like, I wouldn't know what to do with that if, the, if it was even on my mind to have him on a show. But, like, coming to the ring from his dungeon. Like, oh my God.
0: No. He's, even they couldn't go over. That's why would why uh, you You know, you just like people's motives going, why? Just what, what has made you think about this in your life to make, think, go, okay, I'm going to call myself Big Baby Bitch. Yeah. But I mean, then I say you're from the dungeon
1: yeah i mean the 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 guy looked the part i mean he had like this weird kind of lycra baby romper suit, and it kind of looked a bit snm bdsm kind of thing um yeah just daffy from little britain but with an american accent i'm sorry more often than not i try to be quite polite and say you you sorry but that's not necessarily for us Or we're not going to fly you in from America. That's fucking crazy. Or we're we're booked up. Anything like that. But that guy was straight out, no, mate. Not a fucking chance. Never going to happen. Never, ever going to happen. I
0: could not do that. It's crazy. Especially when you're paying like his fees. I think that's the worst one, when they expect you to pay for the fees. I mean, like, what's a flight from America? About 600 quid? More than that. Well, nowadays it'd be more than that, but he's like thinking, hang on. So you want me to pay you technically 600 plus, plus your expenses probably, plus the wrestle on my PG show, calling self that? Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, just no is kind of fucking written all over that. Yeah. Um, so obviously for Pro Wrestling for You fans that are going to listen to this, they're going to know you as one half of the, uh, the Jolly Boys and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right out the gate, I'm gonna have to say the fact that you managed to shut Matt Burns up in a promo is mwah, perfect. It's it's beautifully done because anyone that knows Matt Burns and we've said it already, he's the loveliest guy in the world. I like can genuinely, really good egg. Just do give the shirt off his back without even asking. But he does talk a lot. He's he's you know he he does enjoy. Uh, uh, giving out the gift to the gab and in the backstage promos we've got the green screen set up yes you don't you don't let him get a word in edgeways you mean but very funny bastard
0: i i think the worst part was that day i was really ill with the flu Because like i got it like two weeks before it wasn't the roller either, so because no one else got it I had the flu and he just wasn't stop talking and as i said before we do love him Boy, he just waffles on and on. He, you know he's like. We just get in that little trance. Yeah. Because you know that pro, that part of the Keith, Keith my, gave him my name. is going to come out in the promo. you got to stop him. <laughs> You've got to stop him. Or else it just seems like the fans are going, but, but we know this already about you, Matt Burns, that Keith gave you your name. We don't need to hear it the 20th time in two years. Yeah. I
1: mean, so someone compared him to uh, Grandpa Simpson, where he's telling that story, to, I think it's to Mr. Burns, and he said, oh, I tied an onion to my belt. that was the style at the time. And I can't get that out of my head, because the fact <laughs> that he's telling it to Mr. Burns, Matt Burns, Burnsy, it's
0: all there. It's beautiful stuff. It is beautiful. I think the oh. best one was when he had a cage match, and it was Matt Burns versus Tim Burns. <laughs> it was oh my god just the, the the burn puns were brilliant then that day was that that was a weird day because i got crushed that day because um, i took a i did a rush leg legs we have top rope in a cage match but forgot to hit to top my head in oh and i hit the back of my head on the, the floor and i'm trying to find this door i'm going where's the fucking door and they're like it's on the other side <laughs> And they're good, like you could see me the lights are on. nobody's home i know the match off by heart yeah i don't know like afterwards, I didn't know my name, my wife's name, my kid's name, where I lived, who Matt Burns was, who my friends were, where I was. What closed the sky? I didn't know anything. I mean, would, that, would that
1: be sort of... Um, cause you, you, Like I said, everyone knows that you were this lovely professional guy. Uh, I've not met a single person that's got a bad word to say about you. But injuries-wise, over... Yeah, it was 12, 13 years, especially being a big chap as well. Have you kind of had any, um, obviously that was kind of like a bit of a near miss, I'm sure, within a, a day or two. Any signs of
0: concussion, anything like that? Yeah, I concussion for two weeks on that one. Um, then I took a poison runner, a couple of years, like about a year later, landed on my head, thought I was okay that day, went to work, fainted at work and had a concussion for a month. Um, I've dislocated my ankle. I was like, took this bump. I forgot to top my leg. I forgot to untuck my leg, and I just landed on my foot. I was about oh. eight foot in the air. Um, big pop. So every now and again, I have to like look like a ballerina, like twist my leg around and ankle. It's oh, it's a horrible thing. Uh, dislocate my shoulder, dislocate my elbow. That's the worst one. Oh my god! And yeah, it's made the concussions. Unfortunately, I've only had three of them, which is bad still. But luckily, they're yeah. not really bad. But then, I mean, like compared, to, like compared to like others, like we have to it for like years and years. I've had like what for like two weeks, a week, and then a month. Fucking hell!
1: I mean, because obviously with being a bigger guy, it's it's physics, isn't it? Yeah. If you do, if an, uh, an eight stone guy does a drop kick, there's not that much meat to kind of hit the canvas. But obviously, you're you're a sizable chap when you're mm. doing f- a fucking better drop kick than ninety nine percent of the people I've seen do a drop kick, but it's physics, you're a big chap, there's a lot of uh, um, a lot of sort of muscle mass being chucked mm-hmm. around,
0: you're going to feel the effects of that more than an eight stoner would. I think, it's not many when I'm going to like, do the brick player spot, then that's the, the worst ones, but I'm an idiot, so.
1: Uh, are we talking the, the, the front bump brick player spot? Or? No, the
0: one where he goes over the top row, because like, of oh, the oh, yeah. I corner, gets thrown off. Classic flare. Look, I love that. Um,
1: I do want to talk a little bit about the Jolly Boys, because so, it kind of came out of nowhere almost um, for press and for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you, de- you debuted on a, on our Oscarmania Two show. So it was, I want I say October the fifth, October the sixth, October fifth.
0: Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, how, how do you know this better than I do? Because it came up my Because of what memories? Like, oh yeah, I remember because like the week before, um, it was meant to be Dominion lovely lady she got injured yeah. He hit someone quickly i said yeah i'll do it because i literally live like two minutes down the road then you realize how far i live away from you yeah and i got there he was like "It was like look this is your match i was like okay done there's a bit of look. stuff backstage but then we got it sorted things like oh next show i've got i don't want you on the next uh progressive for you one but on that one but i've got another one that will be on the rocks on the 2nd of February, and he was like, do you want to do that one? I was like, yeah, of course. at the end of I'm going to say yes to that. I mean, because I, like, um, it, like, it's weird
1: how stuff kind of gets put together sometimes. So your name had come up a lot of the time. I mean, Ryan Meyer sings your praises. Matt Burns sings oh, your different. praises. Um, Keith sings your praises. I say, like, Damn. you've got a lot of people fine in your corner. I'm not trying to blow too much smoke at your arse, well, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of people that that were, um, just singing your praises. And again, it's just more of a timing thing. Of do you bring him in as a face, as a heel? What do we do with him at this point? Uh, because I don't, I don't want to just give someone a one off. I at least want to say here's three shows, and this is what we're gonna do. You know. Mm. Um. So like, yeah, your your name came up. Perfect. Cool. Got you on board. Uh, we're not gonna talk about your tag team partner from the Oscar Mania show. We're just going to... Yes. We're just going to leave that one out. We'll call them Sasha's tits. <sighs> Fucking <you know>. um, <laughs> hell. And I, again, after that, after that match, after that show, Keith and Ryan, your opponents for the evening, singing your praises more than they ever, ever have. And they, that's, you know, it's still a lot. Um, so they felt really bad for you because they give you 99% of everything. and Yeah. Your un- unmentionable tag team partner uh, didn't really get to do
0: all that much. But Let me ex- it- I'll explain that first. So, what happened was when he was going through the whole thing, that like with Keith, it he he, because of his age, you can't just go, yeah, let's do this and this this and that, say it once. You have to talk about it a few times. And then, like, he's remembered it. So, that's great. And then, like, she comes through and going, um, actually, I don't want to uh, do this anymore. Can I? Someone else do this spot. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. At the end of the day, I don't need someone professional like you ruining my match. At the end of the day, as I put in the status with, as soon as I did, did your show, I went, when opportunity knocks, you answer the door. At the end of the day, you didn't have to give me the spot. You didn't have to go, oh, you've got this. At the end of the day, it was my chance to prove to you that I belonged in your shows. Even if you went, okay, I can't have you next, like, let's say eight shows, but I want you on this show in eight shows time. That's all we really could because I had to prove my thing for you. It's not proving yeah. it to me, because at the end of the day, in this wrestling business, you've got to have an ego, or else... Because if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe you in then? Yeah. So, there's that, and I was like, I had to prove it to you, I had to prove it to the minds, and that, that's the easy part for me, because at the end of the day, I know my abilities, but like, as we discussed before, because it's been so long since I saw you, and you've rarely seen me wrestle, apart from that UKWA show, I have to prove to you that I am your guy, technically. Yeah. So it didn't bother me. It's just about people's unprofessionalism. It's like, I'm there to show you and the fans that I deserve to be there. Like, you know, you've got Sugar to who deserves to be there because he's an ace and you've got, you've got Burns, even though he's big, he does what he does what he says on the tin. Yeah. Drill, wearing a KFC bucket on his head. <laughs> but yeah, they, like, you know Drill's gimmick. You know what Drill's made of. I mean, you've got like Ritmo who do the, the silly salmon and then you've got Good old Big Papa Goose, as the RP guy. I love, I love him so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's so underrated. There's a lot of underrated guys on probably of you, and it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I do try to kind of like one thing I love to do with, with the talent on uh, on the first few shows is I try and work with everyone. I don't want to just get get them, chuck them in a match. Like, I wanna you. Know, Talk ideas out with them. I want to discuss promos, I want to discuss colors of gear, like you're in that sort of thing, because that's Mm. what makes it interesting for me. Directors do this in movies, and to me, professional wrestling is just a really good six card movie. So Mm -hmm. I don't see why, if, if I'm the director of the show, Why aren't I getting involved? Why aren't I sitting down with these people and going, no, 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 this color makes you look a bit, mm, it makes you look like a big fucking marshmallow. Let's change that shit up. Let's change the music. Let's change the tempo. Let's do this. Let's make him talk more. Let's make him talk less. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it doesn't. But anyone that's kind of open to that and just says, yeah, cool. Let's give it a try. Those are the kind of people you really want on a show. People that are willing to step outside their comfort zone try some stuff, tell you if it works, tell you if it doesn't work as well, especially the latter telling you if it doesn't work, but give another suggestion as to what to do if it doesn't work. Because if you just say, oh, that idea is shit, and you say, well, what what can we do instead? And you say, well, I don't know. That's horrendous. But if someone's going to tell me shit, I need them to go, But how about if we did this? That's
0: the best kind of person you want on any roster It's like when you told me you wanted to be a Jolly Boy I want to be Smash Mouth XL but we, we agreed to because you like fools and horses like okay Jolly Boys that's not too bad. Yours I can deal with because yours like okay I want you to be this kind of character I'm like okay that's not a problem. I've said to you like I'm not comfortable with it because I'm not used to being that good guy baby face but I'll do it for you as you've asked me nicely as rare well as last month a certain somebody offered me on the show to be called Kebab Man What the absolute shit. Now, when I first started wrestling in 2008, I was obsessed with kebabs. I was a big boy, and I love kebabs. I'm sorry. There's a reason why I'm a big lad. (laughs) And my original gimmick was going to be I was going to get yellow tights, blue knee pads, and then some random boots. And then I would get my ass kicked, and then somebody would somehow slip a kebab into the ring, I would take a bite, I'll take a big move, one, two, kick out and hold a kebab up on them, technically. And it would be punch, 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 kick, leg drop, one, two, three, done. And that was back in 2008. And then, of course, you think about it, you're like, that's a bit silly. But he wanted me to be this gimmick. And I was like, no, that's like something I wouldn't do 2008. I'm not that person anymore. And no. Oh I kept my. going, oh, yeah, I'll show you the message. It's horrible. And he's like, oh, you can do this, man. I'm like, uh, no. So I'll give you dates. I'm like, look, I'm desperate, but I'm not that desperate. Yeah, I mean, and I, like,
1: you've got, like, obviously, guys like Christopher Daniels doing the curry man kind of stuff. You can tell he enjoys it and he created and whatever. but kebab, man, Jesus Christ. It
0: was. <sighs> it's like. Like I was like telling my wife about it, and she, I was like, "Look, in two thousand eight, I would have been up for that, because that's two thousand eight. It was a different time." But yeah, you know, it's called growing up. After a while,
1: yeah, you don't want to be a thirty-year-old uh, guy wrestling. Yeah, yeah, come, come see my show. i wrestle as kebab man. And like what? <laughs> you got your wife and your kids in the audience watching, going, "We're not angry. We're just disappointed." It wouldn't be disappointed. I think they wouldn't show up. Fuck it out. Yeah, it, I'd, I'd get. I wouldn't blame him at that point. I'd feel a bit embarrassed. I, wouldn't blame I, mean, him. <laughs> I mean, like I can't say all too much because I've done like my
0: show dressed as Where's Wally. Um, That's you though. That that made sense though. Like that, you don't exactly wrestle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm known as being a bit of a Wally, so it kind of made sense. Yeah, it made sense. Just I think if there's a line I mean, have you seen Game of Thrones? But I this is a bit of a weird comment, but have you seen Game of Thrones? Of course I have. Of course you have. There's a line that Tyrion Lannister says about if you wear the insults that people give you, it becomes armour and it can't hurt, mm-hmm. it, it hurt you anymore. And I think that's like a, lef- uh, a lesson for life, not just professional wrestling. You know, if people um, obviously call the Mayots bald. So Ryan is definitely balding, but he'll shave his head off. Um, so it's even more bold because you mm-hmm. want people to to kind of like use that as ammo because it's instant and he can he knows how to fight it back. Whereas uh, Keith
0: likes to try to keep the hair because he want, doesn't want to lose it, he knows he's barely got any.
1: Uh <laughs> I mean he's like sixty-two. I think if you saw a sixty-two uh, year old bald man, you wouldn't make him a blind bit of notice. If he sticks like a rug on his head, like my brain knows a wig is in the room. Before I know, a w- the wig is in the room. Yes, it's, it, it's weird. It's a very weird Spidey sense among the lights Um We have got to like let people know how the Jolly Boys kind of came about. Because had we had the presence of mind, it would have made more sense to on the Oscar Mania Two show to have you yourself and Matt Burns as the Jolly Boys going against the Mayans. Um, unfortunately, we, we didn't come up with it until the car drive home from Oscar too, this is this, like, I love this as, as like a origin story of, of sorts, you know, Matt Burns is driving, you're in the front, uh, we have got me and Daniel Terry in the back, Yes, we have got you know, microphones and, and bags on March our lapses.
0: Yeah, um, all, 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 all the bags cool. in between you both, you've got yeah. everything like between you guys and like the boot's full and Matt's driving yeah. five miles an hour again, it's yeah, and, uh,
1: obviously with him driving five miles an hour, there was a lot of, lot of time to talk. Yeah, it was a good 45-minute mm-hmm. 40, drive from one end of Stoke to, uh, to Castle. But oh, yeah. Dan, like, I me and Dan have worked together every single day. It's our sort of day job for a good mm-hmm. couple of years, and he's, he can tell what I'm thinking. I can tell what he's thinking. We don't need to say it, but we're sat in the back, and we're listening to you two talk, and the shit that you two give each other, especially you, you, give it, you do give them some stick. But it was so entertaining to me and Dan. We looked at each other, looked back at you two, and I said, have you two ever thought about being a tag team? Straight like that. And Dan said the exact same thing. said, yeah, I've just thought that as well. So he was thinking the exact same thing that I thought. I said, oh, there's something here. There's something like a bit of a, an it factor between you two that I quite like. There's something a bit cheeky there. Mm. Um, And it literally just came came about from that lift home. And hopefully we'd have had you on not long after that show anyway, because I say you're extremely professional and uh, you did such a good job on that show, we'd have had you anyway. But it was such a nice thing to just, that Dan saw it, that I saw it. We both arrived at the same conclusion at the same time. And you both like, yeah, we thought about it before. We just not really had the, the
0: chance to kind of do it. Yeah, because I think like a couple like shows before, like with me and Matt just going everywhere and like him driving me to places. Because he's, he's I give him that. He might be slow, but he drives to these places. I can't complain. And yeah. he's always behind me going, oh, if you were this, I would up, what would be awesome. Like you know, I, I never say never, but you know it's not going to happen, mate. Because you like to try and be the big guy. I am the big guy, and. You could talk and wobble and wobble wobble, but I scream and shout. But I'll yeah. I'll be up for it and then we just like said it for you guys. you like, oh, you wanna be you won't be attacked? Like, eh, we have talked about it. And that's how the Jolly Boys were born. Because you then like the message there afterwards, what do you want to be called? I'm like, um uh I don't know. And he was like, Oh get his three names, one's Jolly Boys, one was I can't remember the other two. They were like they was like, oh, I don't mind the Jolly Boys, I wanna be this. He was like I want the dry boys, I'm like, okay? Well, that'd be the dry boys then. Uh, uh, yeah, because I mean, I was trying to—we're we
1: trying to think of something now. Like obviously, the difficulty with both, of you, you know, especially you—you'd be a, a probably bigger than ninety-nine percent of my roster. Burns again, and he's obviously—he hasn't really got the height that you've got, but he's—he's you know, he's a sizable chap as well. With you both being baby faces, you've kind of got a bit of an issue there. That if you're bigger than the heels it's 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 an obstacle that we've created that we have to find a way around so i know when we suggested smash my XL as a name yes. it was good it was really punchy and i thought oh, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool but i think it plays too much into leading you both down the heel route we need to kind of soften you mm-hmm. up a little bit just make you a bit more i don't want to say drill-esque but kind of a bit more drill-esque a bit more Working class, because that's what wrestling is, you know, working class entertainment. Yes. And sat there and I'm trying to think of a couple names. Um, if I remember correctly, I don't think we mentioned Jolly Boys straight away. I think we had like three options and Smash Mouth XL was the best of them three. But later on, I think me and Kyle were discussing the early Fools and Horses. Mm-hmm. And oh, jo- Jolly Boys outing because that's one of my favourite kind of episodes from Fools and Ours. So yes. It's well, such a good idea to finish the promo. And hey, t- tell you what, it sounds like the Jolly Boys are going on and outing. And it's that little ball in the back, back of my head of, I like this, it's fun, it's approachable. You're big guys, so we kind of have to soften you up a little bit and meet you a bit more um, kind of affable with the working class kind of crowd. Um And it just kind of worked. And I know it wasn't the favourite name that was given out, but in terms of the crowd getting behind you, I thought that was the the better option. And fair play to you both, you've made it work.
0: Matt didn't tell me about it until you posted it. So the original post was the Myers Fessies, Matt Burns and Charles Garcia. I was like, okay, then we'll discuss our name further. then towards the show, they was like, oh, the Jolly Boys. And I was like, we're not called the Jolly Boys. Because I was always told that we're Smash Mouth. I was like, Smash Mouth and Carl not Carl Matt Burns went oh uh, we changed it I'm like but you didn't tell me about it though oh but you know, we, we changed it but I was like but you didn't tell me about it <laughs> well why am I I'm not jolly I'm, I'm a screaming 644 blow why 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 Why? and he's like oh everything's Vince but why I mean no, I've got it yeah so i got to try carry on no no you first Will. no 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 go on please go on carry on and he was arguing I was like you didn't tell me It's the end of day i you know, what are you doing this for? I know I you like your little, like, giggles and everything like that, but what are you not telling me? It's like a proper argument. Like, was, like, two old men arguing over, like, back in my day moment. It was like, back in my day, we didn't have uh, these mouths. Wow. Fucking
1: hell. So, I, I didn't know any of this, because um, I kind of suggested it. and I could tell there's a not. I I don't want to say resentment. Resentment's not the right word. I could tell it wasn't the favorite name picked but you're like you know what we kind of trust your instincts okay we'll make it work that's cool um so i didn't know any of this I, so i i
0: kind of feel a bit bad no it happens at the end date if you were told me about it beforehand it wouldn't happened it's fact like he didn't tell me about it i don't expect the promoter to tell me what our name is when one of the tag team partners has agreed on it it was just the fact of, he told me, I was like, but you haven't told me, though. He's like, oh, but Phil's like, no, you haven't told me. You, Matt Burns, you and your little lump there, you did not tell me. And I've seen you four times since, the, no, actually, no, hang on. No, I've seen you seven times since that conversation, you've not told me. And it's two weeks before the show, why have you not told me? He's like, oh, yeah, i like, oh, you know what, whatever, mate. And then after the rest of the show, and I was like, got a little digs in there, I was like, you're taking this now.
1: I mean, the, the uh, one thing I've got to say, like the entrance music. I know I fucked your entrance music up at the March show. That was on me. <laughs> that, that, was, that wasn't Daniel Terry announcing that it was not Chris on the DJ booth. That was bad communication on my behalf. Of um, I think I told Chris one thing. I was sending the heels out first. I must have told Dan the other thing. I was sending the faces out first. It got mixed wires, so you ended up coming out to the Super Athletes music, and the yes. Super Athletes ended up coming out to your music. Um It, it was good, though. It, it felt like we were in like the Gladiators, like going,
0: the Gladiator.
1: Yeah, which, which was obviously like perfect for the Super Athletes. I mean, that's kind of what we were kind of going for with them. But mm-hmm. um Led Zeppelin, um the, the Immigrant Song. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do think, because well, you came out to that, it's uh person you on the rocks. It made sense because people were getting into it. You could tell people were clapping mm-hmm. along and all this sort of thing. Um, I, think, I think I must have saw at the 4 Ragnarok movie and I thought, this is such a badass song. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Need to, we need to
0: give it some of our talent. And you were the perfect candidates for it. It suits at the end of it. Uh, I was happy when the music came on. Like, with, I was like, you know what? Even like, when me and Matt was walking down, I was like, I will forgive you a little bit now. <laughs> he was like, oh, really? You know, I was like, yes. Yes, Matt, I, I forgive you a little bit now, but let's just try and beat the mites, thank you. Come on. <laughs> I mean it, it, was it you that the mites hit a
1: three D on? You mean the Stoke D, yes. Oh yeah, the Stoke yeah, the Stoke D. I mean they're still trying to work on that name. It's like you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It's it's it doesn't quite work, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll come up with something.
0: They can call it Baldy D or some something a, that they'll think of. The ball, could yeah, the ball d can't body so ryan if you listen
1: to this because i know uh, you, you do go back over the podcast and stuff maybe call it the ball d oh god that sounds odd when i want to say it out loud
0: no you, you guys you say like 3d i go body
1: yeah fuck it
0: ryan go with that that's what we're calling it uh, i expect me later going i'm not doing that but we yeah. didn't have to just i, I mean
1: Right, I mean Ryan's very accommodating when you give him a good idea. I mean he's he's got this triple headbutt that we kind of stole from Al Snow, what he used to do about ten or twelve in a row. Um, but we do he does like three where he kind of like traps mm-hmm. the arms and free yeah. head, and he wanted like a really stoky term for it. And there's like a stoky phrase of you know, cost kick a bow against a woe. Yes, um, and so he named it after that. Just I said do that like Eddie Tilly boss. is like the finishing line for that song or. Phrase whatever so yeah ryan went very stoky for that one so ryan i've given you a good name for one move we're still probably trying to work on the other one
0: you'll find it in the end yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get
1: there it'll be like so three
0: o'clock in the morning going oh i found it now <laughs> oh i don't want to be waking up thinking of ryan might oh god damn never know gingerbread might like, wake you up one night but like, and either a like you know what thought something now
1: he, he does, he like, two hours got notoriously small bladders. He like, he wees every four hours. So I don't sleep more than four hours in any one space.
0: Lucky you. Yep. I get
1: less than that. But anyway. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're going to segue out of that. I know you've got two kids. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. It. Mm-hmm. Um So I'm going to segue you into our little game show part of the podcast. Now, usually I do like a family fortunes one because that tended yes. to go down quite well. I did uh, blockbusters with Perfect Paul James. With yours, I have tweaked it a little, little, little bit. So I'm calling it dosser or Boss.
0: Boss or dosser
1: Yep. Um, so I'm going li- to. I'm not chucking you under the bus, but I'm going to be gonna... under the bus. I'll be
0: honest with you, so it's okay.
1: That's cool, that's cool. That's definitely what I'm doing. I was just trying to be nice about it. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you off a list of names, and you kind of need to tell me if they're a Dosser, and obviously they're a bit of a, bit of a douche, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you consider a Dosser is up to you. Or they're a bit of a boss. Uh, so, it's up to you, Dosser okay. or boss. Um, so, I can only accept your first answer. And if you lose any friends out of this, I do apologize. But it's, I don't. It's okay. It's, 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 it's all good no, like who's going to tell you off 300 pounds six five no one's going to tell you off i think you're safe yeah right so Joshua, boss so first up ryan myatt boss oh okay i thought you were going to go a bit i have put a few comments next to some of these names of ways i think you're going to go i've got it wrong right from the start shit uh troy goose oh <sighs>
0: The Boss Kit Knox Wasteman Dosser <laughs> Geordie Stew. A Dosser Because my little brother Lives in Sunderland He sounds like a Geordie And whenever I see George Stew, I think of him And it really annoys me
1: <laughs>
0: Barricade Dosser
1: uh, Mr Opera Mania, Matthew Brooks
0: Never met him So I can't say anything um, Keith Myatt oh, I can't say either because he's a ball kicker.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is definitely a ball kicker. You've got, you've got to pick, dude. You've got to pick one.
0: He's, he's nice to my family, so I'll give him the, will give him the boss. Dougie Math, Dougie Matthews. Good egg. I mean, good, but he's a good boss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all three guys have A1. Oh. Dossers. See, see that that noise. Does that mean there's like a bit of a mixture of dossers and bosses in that group?
0: They're sneaky little young boys. So, <laughs> like a normal <laughs> person as well. It's just <sighs> they're young and they. That's it. They think they all the world and just now just can't accept it.
1: Fine. I mean, I I did my podcast with them. I think it was about a week ago. I mean, I properly. Upset the apple cart. Wherever I was asking them who's, who's the, the leader of AWOL, they each thought it was themselves. And it really, yep, we did good, but they're, they're all good. Next name AJ Hughes.
0: My son, he's a boss. Sugar Dunkerton. He's the boss. He was really nice when I met him. Yeah. Um, Christopher Drew. <sighs> Little weasel waste man. Glosser. The little weasel. Uh, no Does love, love. Good. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I like Kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is definitely paying tribute to uh, Bobby the Brain. he's got that
0: nailed down. Um, you've never seen his phase when he wants to be Mr. Perfect, then he wants to be Ric Flair, then he was managed to phrase he wants to be Bobby Heenan, then he wants to be Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, you've, you've not seen those phases, so you're lucky, extremely. Uh, <laughs> I love him but he's a little weasel.
1: Yeah. Um, the Beveryweight drill he's a Dosser because I beat him um, Luke Basham
0: waste man Dosser and last but not least Matt Burns <laughs> I can't say what I want to say he's a Dosser
1: <laughs> Burns I'm so sorry I'm so sorry but uh, it's, it's kind of what it is Mhm. And uh, yeah, that's that's the last one. You didn't do too bad. There's a couple that I thought you were going to go one way on, um, but yeah, for the most part, I've got most of them right. Obviously, the Raimite one, I got proper wrong right off, the, right off the bat. So, yeah, shit the bed on that one. Um, is there anything before we sign off? Is there anything that you want to promote? Have you got any sort of like YouTube channels with matches, uh, anything like that that you want to
0: promote? Probably just my own stuff probably like the charles Kelsey facebook thing uh, i've not been on age because the worst part about this pandemic is like you can't really post on the page to us because what can you do like i do, I do like matches every now and again and then it was just boring like you can't really do much and at the moment with wrestling wise the only thing you can really watch is maybe wwe aw impact every now and again if we get it over here just watch wrestling at the moment. If you can, watch it at the end of the day. Look at all the good companies that are still around, like New Japan, the rest uh, wrestling kingdom. Now we go with Babushi. It's just, it's hard, but still watch wrestling because it still gives you the love for it, even though it's hard, but it still gives you the love for the wrestling. You're like, okay, I'm not missing my fix there, technically.
1: Yeah, so I like that you've given, like, again, this just goes back to what we said. I've given you a platform to promote your stuff. You've just promoted everybody's
0: stuff everyone again it's hard in the uk especially because like with like some companies have done it which they can that's not a problem and some people some companies got messed up because they were told they could and then they couldn't i've been like i know a couple of shows are just about to do it then good old lockdown two happened then lockdown three happened but it's just as as i can talk about myself all day long just like anybody else realistically but it's not about keeping the interest of wrestling alive because if fans or anyone else don't watch wrestling, then when you have a show, they'll be like, oh, it's wrestling. I haven't watched in ages. Oh, okay. Uh, how do I act? What do I do? I, mean, like,
1: I wasn't going to ask this question, but you know what? It seems kind of like hmm. you brought it up. I am going to have to ask this. Do you not think a lot of promotions are just kind of jumping the gun at the minute? I mean... Like Me, personally, I would prefer to not promote a show until I know we're all good to go. I kind of think the, the promotions that are uh, really rushing out the, you know, out the gate, these are all our shows for the rest of the year. I think it does more damage to announce shows and to cancel them
0: than to not even announce them at all. It's hard, because at the end of the day, I personally thought that when we went to end last year, they will be, be over with for six months tops okay. like, I thought everyone would follow the rules some people didn't, I did and I thought we're back and then unfortunately that didn't happen I was like okay but then like people going oh these are the rest of the Like, but you can't guarantee it though especially at the moment because there's new ways of it coming like one from bloody is it South Africa and the other one's coming from Brazil at the moment in Japan it's like it, you don't know when we're going to come back And you look. it's not like you look like a fool it just doesn't make you look very good when you go, I'm gonna, we got these shows coming up. It's like, yeah, but we're in a pandemic and you might have to cancel those shows. Especially if people buy the tickets ready and we go, actually, I can't do it. Yeah. It hurts you more than it hurts anybody else because at the end of the day, you're the one trying to invest in it. And if it's a government, like I know that um, APW had it, uh, the Academy Pro Wrestling Academy, had it where they were told they could go a week before the show, they get then got told actually no, you can't. I mean, it's just hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it is it's so difficult. I mean, I don't want to do a show where we can only have what like fifty percent of the venue filled up. That to me seems a waste. Yeah, you go along to especially like performing few shows we. We don't necessarily cater towards. This is going to sound weird. We don't necessarily cater towards wrestling fans, because a lot of the people there aren't die-hard wrestling fans. We don't. They don't know what strong style is. They, 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 for the most part, don't give a shit. They want a show, kind of like a Broadway show, kind of thing, or a play, or whatever. So, the idea of not having a, a full crowd where they're sharing the energy, they're sharing the chants, the banter, mm. and all that sort of stuff. That's what makes a wrestling show. I, I don't ever want to do a show if we've got to have 50 people all in masks, you can't get up, you can't drink, you've got to be wrapped in bubble wrap. That's just not going to be fun. I'd prefer to do no show
0: than a show that's that sanitised. Yeah, because it's hard, especially if, like, especially for if you, like, from my experience, I've only done, like, three shows, but from my experience there and from watching it, the crowd dictates what... That happens next t- in a the theory because they're like oh will this happen? and of course when it actually doesn't happen then like oh what, you know what the fuck is this and they are like well that's a good thing because then the yeah. crowds invested in like your 100 plus people then turn to like maybe 50 that's if people want to come out as well that's the problem as well you can't you, even if you know thinking okay even if we get 50 people it'd be great but then you gotta try and get those 50 people in the in the pub or wherever you're basing it in, it's just hard, because especially if, like, you promote it, it goes ahead, and then, like, 10 people show up because we're in a pandemic, and you're there going, I've spent money, and I didn't need this.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, people don't know how much wrestling shows cost, I think, with the posters, the promotion, rink hire, video hire, insurance, licenses, photography, videography, wrestlers' wages um food for the for the backstage which is one thing that i'm um we always do in silverdale we try and do it at the other venues it just differs on the day but it comes to like a small fortune it's probably maybe a grand per show so yeah. to even try and yeah to even make you because know, we don't pay for our venue so we're quite lucky on that one obviously we don't own our own ring so we hire the ring in we have a really good photographer we have really good videographers so they're not cheap and DJs. We're talking, yeah, we're talking a grand you know, 1500 1, quid for a show in a working men's club because we want that feel that it's not just a ring and a curtain kind of thing. But to limit how many people you can get in means you're limiting ticket sales, video sales, raffle even the raffle, we make a good hundred and fifty quid on a raffle. Which the kitchen raffle we, itself
0: is the yeah, which is it, Which is it yeah.
1: In? I mean, 150 quid on a raffle is insane anyway, like that's fucking nuts. Um, but it, but it all adds up, so limiting by a quarter or by half the amount of people you can even have it, it's just shooting yourselves in the foot, just so you can be like, Yeah, yeah, look, we've done a show, we've done a show, cool, you have seven people there, you've lost a grand and a half. Is it really worth it? You've got no atmosphere, but yeah, you've had a show. Well done. Well done you. I, I don't personally get it, but that's my a little
0: soapbox rant. I don't get it at all. It's just especially wrestlers' wages, because like I can say my experience to be like when I wrestled for you at um, which one was, it was at the rocks. Sorry, on the rocks. Yeah. When you yeah. gave me a wage. I felt you overpaid me and I took the correct wage. Yeah. But you're going to get a lot more people who, not being this, isn't for everybody, by the way, whoever's listening to this at the end of the day. But you can have some message you think, oh, they, they might be worth, like, let's say uh, £30, let's say, for like yeah. an example. And then they get there, and you're like, give them the £30 that they're like, oh, actually, um, I need the expenses, even though I only come two, mar- two miles away. And I need this and this and this. You're like, hang on. But we read on the price, and people do do that a lot when they just change their minds, want more money, then. Of course, at that time, you've got to pay, you feel like you've got to pay him just so that because you know, as soon as you don't pay somebody, you're like, oh no, this company can't be trusted, even though it's like, but we had an agreed price, yeah, and you've gone back on it. It's, I've seen it happen so many times, you're like, hang on, what, what's the point? Yeah, it's happened, it's happened
1: to us on show day. People said, oh, by the way, this is now money wage, I need this today. It's like, mm, yeah, and like you said, like, you, you've kind of You've got to meet him halfway. You've got to uh, find a way to deal with it. Sometimes it's easier just to pay it. If it's like a five extra, and you're like, just get out my face. I've got other stuff I've got to deal with. Here's your five, and mm. I'll remember that for next time, kind of thing. But if it's, I won't name the person, but someone wanted, I think it was double plus a bit extra on top. It's like, yeah, that's that, that's, that's that's not going to happen. It's like what extra people are you bringing in to justify those that additional money?
0: Yeah, it's like so when people like go, oh, I'll charge this much, you're like, have you have me sold a shot out? Oh, I've sold a Have you been main event anywhere? No, because people forget as well that with wrestling, even though like you've got your peak done and stuff, that person in the main event or those people on the show have to help you get those butts in the seats because as much as Whereas if you use Ace and stuff, in my opinion, you've still got to promote and you've still got to have something that draws them to their seats. Yeah. Like when Drill, Drill win the title, because at the end of the day, people were behind Drill and he's been after it for ages. He lost it. He lost his opportunity. Then he got another opportunity, but he won a rumble and he got things put in his way and he finally did it. The story and people were invested and of course they're like, oh, you were invested. Now, can we can he keep the belt? Let's go back and watch. Well, a lot of people don't think like that, because it's just, you've got to put those butts in the seats, and you've got, like, my when Dusty Rose said it once, he went, that 10 10 bucks or whatever you pay for it, for those 15 minutes, I want to make sure that you forget about reality, that you want to, that you're so happy that you're there, that you don't think about anything else, you're just having a whale of a time, baby. (laughs) That's fucking
1: brilliant. I, I i yeah i i can't put it better than better than that um like i am a big uh, I, I don't mind um if someone did say on show day they needed a bit extra money i'd i'd take that to consideration depending on how much they are asking if it's five ten quid difference i'd consider it if it's double they can pretty much jog on but i kind of you've got a way up have i seen that person promoting the show not just one button, share, done, are they actively promoting my show? Because you're not just hiring the wrestler to wrestle, you're hiring the wrestlers network as well, mm-hmm. of sorts. So if that person's got a really good following and they're gonna draw people in. So um, I sent uh, Dean Ormark, one of the Top Banana Pro Wrestling For You shirts. Didn't ask, yeah. him, didn't ask him to buy one, didn't ask him for postage money. I said, tell hey, you what mate, Send me your address. Let me know your size. I'm going to send you one of my shirts. And send him a shirt for free. The shirt probably cost me a It to print, two quid to send, so six quid. Next to nothing for six quid. Um, now, I told some people this, and they said, well, well I've been on your show a long time. I said, I'm not going to name names. I kind of feel like I deserve a free shirt. I said, I get it, but just by Dino you know, tagging us in his pictures... Yeah. I've just gone and sold 12 shirts to a lot of names I don't recognize. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not by with my six quid that I spent on giving you, do you know, a shirt he's now got me 50, 60, 70 quid that I wouldn't have got without him. So swings around about it's spend a little, get a lot back. So wrestlers have got to bear that in mind. If they're going to ask for higher wages, what are they doing to justify it? Are they inviting people to the show? Are they telling people the door times, the ticket prices, the venue? Are they putting on, by the way, look, I always go to Stoke on this bus, on this train. If if you get into Stoke, this is the best one to get. Are they going above and beyond? If they are, fuck it, have an extra tenner. I, like, I might even tip them. Um, but yeah, it's it, 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 it all kind of like, it's all. It's all relative. If they if they earn it and they're worth it, then yeah, that's not too bad.
0: It's like you said, the Allmark thing at the end of the day. Let us use me. So my let's say my Facebook has it does actually have five hundred people. It's like yeah, okay, give Kelsey a shirt because he's been on like ten shows, let's say. But then only two buy him. But then you got Allmark, who's just been to Japan at that time as well. Yeah. He's constantly wrestling, but that's his full time job, and his following is amazing because he's been around Europe. Especially when you've got all star and like the big companies booking you, it just its not just business, it's the fact of like the courtesy of going, Oh, here you go. Because at the end of the day, you're a Stokey, they send you that, it's, just, it's still just goodwill, and you got 12 shirts out of it at full whack in theory. So you're like, That's what it's all about. And then when you get like wrestlers who go, Oh, because you'll probably notice as well when like wrestlers go, Oh, yeah, they'll only promote you on the day, yeah you know, going, hang on, my show, you've, you've known about my show for, like, a month, let's say, why have you not promoted it? Even if it's, like, once a week at the end, I so once we week, people go, like, oh, yeah, he's at Stoke, he's at Silverdale on this day, oh, yeah, we forget, they forget, oh, no, he's told us again the week later, but it's says, like, oh, yeah, I'm here, it's like, yeah, I can't make it, because not enough time, it's, it's, it is annoying. Yeah. Not even as a promoter, it's, like, going, but you're asking for this kind of money, like, I see people who, like, try to charge £50, pound just arrest a uh, place and the prompt wants. Like, hang on, why do you deserve that 50 pounds? You're not a big name. Why?
1: Yeah. And I, like, I always look at it as um, like, say, if tickets are five, five quid each, just for argument's sake, tickets are five quid each and mm-hmm. they're earning 30 quid. So that's six people have to come in and pay for their tickets to pay for that one person. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person's wanting, 50 quid instead of 30 quid I'm like okay well have you got me four additional fans in my venue because if you have you know what fuck it yeah like I'm, I'm sure we can meet halfway I might chuck you a tenner maybe Yeah, it give you 15 quid or something because you've gone out your way to get me people that I can't mm-hmm. get if you're just doing the bare minimum why the fuck would I pay you almost double
0: for nothing I'm not getting anything extra out of you so Especially when you're putting all that money, in, not just on him, you've got to put it for the other wrestlers they sit for, and the, the ring, the insurance is the big one as well, and then like yeah. photographer, videographer. Because, of course, you have two separate ones. Because some yeah. places do it, you have two separate ones, I then you've got your DJ, and it's like, it all adds up, and they're going, oh, what actually like, no, prove to me how you've bought this number in. If you've bought me 20 people in, then yeah, go ahead with it. Yeah. If you if you bought me two people in, then I've lost out technically 40 pounds so people don't think about that it's like come on think about your prices
1: yeah I mean there's definitely like a short-sightedness when people are just like well I've wrestled for one promotion because one promoter stupidly give me 50 quid instead of 20 quid I must be at a 50 quid level no dude that's not how this shit works um Mm -hmm it doesn't work that way here you know, just because one person pays you one thing you're going to price yourself out to the market a little bit because mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't going to give you 50 quid they can't give you 50 quid so if you're now saying you're a 50 quid guy i wish
0: you well but it's not going to happen here it's it's when people don't prove it as well like they get there and then they think i'm oh, getting paid 50 pound i'm not going to wrestle as well that's that's one thing that gets it to me it's like for my wage, I earn that wage in my opinion because I do everything that I can to make sure that you're happy, the fans are happy and that the rest of am wrestling is happy because I need to prove myself to make sure that I'm worth that money, yeah. whereas you get some people who wrestle to the bare minimum for everything they do and they go, oh yeah, well, i got paid pay more than you. It's like, well, tough shit. Are you worth it? No. Well, unfortunately, some promoters are silly because they feel pressured into paying them. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, some people don't necessarily bear in mind um, travel as well. And obviously travel is, it's, it's, you know, promoters pay people's petrol. It is what it is. But if you've got a lot of talent on your doorsteps, so you're not buying in cars from elsewhere. That person may be only getting 20 quid wage. If it costs them 50 quid in petrol to get there, you're giving them 70 fucking quid. Mm. And it, some people don't you know, say, oh, well, I'll get you know, 50 quid at my home promotion. Yeah, you live next door to the venue. He doesn't mind giving you 50 quid because that 50 quid to you might be 20 quid to another guy with a 30 quid weight, uh, petrol on top. Yeah. It's it's it is, it's a very weird um, thought process with a lot of people. Some people think very highly of themselves. Some people don't think highly enough. Um and everything that goes
0: in between, I suppose. And how can I put it? As well, like especially if like they've got on something like a different show. Let's say they've got on a PCW. Like, I know that uh, Matt Burns had one where, because he's the promoter of UKWA, and he told me about it, and he showed me a message where some guy was like, "Oh, I'm a referee." He charged like it's like a little price, and he went, oh, "I've just debuted on a progressive not progressive view, PCW's main show." I'm doubling my fee Oof. it was like but why there's no need it, if you if you said that I've ever gone to it, the big companies I'd be like yeah you know what fair enough I can understand because now you've got that logo next to you but when not being asked to do PCW they're still a big company but to go from like one thing to another just because you've been main rostered on their show it's like hang on you're asking us for a booking, and then you've gone, oh, yeah, I'm going to double it now. It's like, no. I don't, I don't get some people sometimes, but I understand what, why they do it, because when a lot of people think of wrestling, they think, oh, they earn quite a bit of money. It's like, no. If you're not big-timey, you are not big time, you do not earn that big money.
1: No, I mean, if you wanted to do one show for 50 quid or two shows for 25 quid, I'd want to do the two shows for 25 quid, mainly mm-hmm. because then it's like, okay, I'm on two shows. So I still get to do two things that I love rather than one. I might have some additional merch. That's two crowds I can push my merch to rather than one. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I wouldn't dilute it to the point that I'd do, you know, 10 shows for a fiver, but
0: I'd find a happy medium, you know? It's also, people forget as well that when you, if you do those two shows for 25 pound. There's a very big possibility that there's a promoter there watching the show who's going to go, Oh, I might like him or her. Let's use him. And then that's another show for £25 and another one for £25. Yeah. And it adds up instead of that one show for, f- for 50 and then they're going, Eh, no. You know, so it's, no, I, I understand where you come from now. I'd rather do the two shows for £25 than the one show for 50 which I personally don't think I'm worth that much because I've got to think about the promoter and me. Because if you're asking for a high price, then I've got to do more extra. It's like, okay, I want to give you extra as it is, but what if I don't deliver?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, wrestling's that one of the last places where people do haggle, which I quite like. I like that people are cheeky enough to kind of haggle a little bit, but they're not always the smartest with it. But you know what? Like, like we said at the start of this podcast, people have got to like live and learn. You know, they'll, they price themselves out that's up to them, and they lose bookings, and if they've got to lose a bit of face and drop it back down again, that's just a learning curve for them. That's what we've yeah. all got to do. So I think that, that's, that's kind of on them. I know we have kind of gone off on the weeds a little bit here. We're, we're definitely getting up on our, on our
0: little soapboxes with us. Soapbox? <laughs> Google Box having a moan about it, going, mean, back in my day when we saw these wrestlers, they weren't worth all this much, or knew they were on our show, look at them now. No, in my day, in in my
1: day, we got a fiver, a
0: satsuma, and a kick in the ass. It's like fucking hell. Oh, oh. great date, it's great like, day. I have to admit, I do like productivity when you do get like just a cheeky little something at the back, like you know, as if food. Just that one little, like, let's say, bag of crisps. Especially if you're on a sugar low after, like, you use so much energy. You're like, okay, bag of crisps, Frizzlers, love them. Boom, done, happy. <laughs> so there we are. Little things that count. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like, I mean, for spending, we try and do like you. So, bananas, crisps, bit of chocolate, bottles of water. It's ten quid. It's fucking nothing. That's for the sake of two tickets. You're feeding a lot of hardworking people. So, any promoters that listen to this, please put some food in your fucking locker rooms. Even if you just go Aldi or Lidl and get like a big twenty-four multi-pack of crisps, just. Feed them a little know. bit. Just, yeah, it's fucking nothing. It's like three quid for 30 bags of crisps. Absolutely nothing. And your talent will thank you for it. Talent equally, if you're working at a show and they're not supplying any kind of food, just hint, just hint. Be a bit cheeky, say, oh, fucking spitting feathers back here. Could do have a
0: bit of food? Oh, you'd, I... never, you'd never know. Like I've been to a few places where like, you go, oh, I'm really partial, like, just, like, you know, free water, you know. It's not going to cost you anything, and, like, they don't get it to you. You're like, hang on, why for water, I can't go out because, you know, the wrestlers want not went to go out yet yeah, and go, oh, yeah, let's go to the bar and get a jug of water or something. Because I find that wrong when, like, wrestlers just walk out and then, like, come back, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah that's one of my hates like, I've seen it where they go out the front end like, the the actual, like, curtains, and, like, oh, let's say, uh, Ryan Myers walked out. Oh, he's walking back with a jug of water, <laughs> and he's like, "Going, why? Just, just why?" I mean, that's,
1: that's definitely yeah. It's definitely not like a true story because Ryan will go out full of fag. I've never seen him drink anything ever.
0: So, oh, it's yeah. definitely yeah.
1: not Ryan, Ryan. going for jugs of water.
0: Oh yeah, def, def, definitely. if it's fag, then he's like, "Yeah, definitely." I've I've seen him like sneak up, like he's sneaky, sneaky boy. Okay, now, but I,
1: I cows. We're we are going to uh, draw this podcast uh, to a close, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's crap that we don't get to do this um that much, and it's crap that we don't obviously see each other all that much because there's no shows. Because damn you, Rona! Mm-hmm. But this has been absolutely fantastic. uh Please do take on the compliments we've given to you in this podcast. Everyone speaks very highly of you, so you know you're doing something right. So mm-hmm. please keep doing what you're doing keep wowing fans, giving them exactly what they want, whether it's as a Jolly Boy, whether it's as uh, the fucking Dosser King, whatever you do, just keep doing it, mate, because it's obviously working. I shall, my friend, I shall. Super. So, ladies and gents, this has been Series 3, Episode 7 of Snap, Crackle and Cheap Pops, the Pro-SFU Podcast. He's been Mr. Charles Kelsey, I've been Mr. Forward Ryan. Thank you very much for listening. Good night.
0: Thanks for listening. Check out Pro Wrestling for You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.